The NFL draft is tomorrow, and handful of Hoosiers could see their names announced. Uh, probably not on the first two nights, but in day three, with Micah McFadden, Ty Freifogel, Peyton Hendershot, all three uh, looking to make NFL rosters. We'll look at what their draft prospects are, what teams are saying about them, what scouts are saying about them, and what the chances of them being drafted are all in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, April 27th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics, news, analysis, previews and recaps. Uh, we got you covered from uh, all the college athletic sports to as we're doing today with the NFL draft. We've talked the NBA playoffs. We'll talk them a little bit today as well. But uh, we have you covered with everything you need about IU athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers uh, both part of your day and your first listen every single day. Reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the episodes premiere premiere there daily at 7 a.m. Really uh, growing audience over there, so be sure you guys join and watch those episodes, join those conversations daily. I'm sure everybody is well aware that the draft is starting tomorrow. There won't be any Hoosiers uh, announced tomorrow. I safely can say that. Uh, If there will be, it'll be on day three toward the end of the draft. But we're going to look at the draft prospects for Micah McFadden, Ty Freifogel, Peyton Hendershot. Those three are the big names that are going to be uh, looking to make the NFL rosters and really are the three that have the best shot at being drafted. Before we jump into that, as always, you guys can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts at. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers as well. We're going to uh, do a segment on each of these guys, starting with the most likely of being drafted, which appears to be Micah McFadden. Not shocking. Uh, He was the most important Hoosier, one of the best Indiana football players of my lifetime, honestly. Uh, in quite some time, definitely in the last uh, decade or so, uh, the best Indiana football player. Now, it's a little different, obviously, when it comes to the NFL and how um, they gauge players and what they're looking for. Uh, I'm not as well-versed in NFL prospects as I am with NBA prospects, but I'm sure everybody gets the sense that what makes a good uh, player in college might not make a good player in the NFL. So while Micah McFadden can be as dynamic and impressive a player as he was in Bloomington in the Big Ten all season long, looks like if he's going to be drafted, it's going to be probably the sixth or seventh round on Saturday. That is the grade that NFL.com has given him. Uh, Mel Kuyper with ESPN graded him 20th out of uh, the 31 uh, linebackers, uh, inside linebackers uh, 
that he ranked. Mike is a really interesting player as an inside linebacker. He's undersized, obviously. Uh, He's not particularly fast or quick, but a lot of what he does well is hard to kind of measure uh, in any real way. He uh, he's one of those guys that's always around the football or at least was in Bloomington. And it's really hard to kind of quantify that. So when I was reading um, prospect kind of profile scouting reports on Micah, there wasn't a lot of mention just about the fact that he was always around the ball, always making big plays, always reading out uh, a lot of big plays, but there are some holes in his game. He's not the most athletic player. He doesn't have a ton of speed. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of size or, or length, maybe. That's a word that's more often used to describe basketball prospects, but uh, in the NFL, it means he's going to struggle to get off blocks and things of that nature. But um, when you're looking at the positives, it's all the things that I mentioned. He can get into the backfield, uh, which is it's a very unique skill set for an inside linebacker to be able to get into the backfield, disrupt plays, uh, whether it was runs, whether it was getting to the quarterback. Um, he, I, one way it was described, I believe on NFL.com is that he kind of reads block development like a running back, which allows him to get in to find the holes and get to the quarterback accordingly. You don't again, associate that with a linebacker, but he can read how the defense or the offense is blocking Uh, however you want to look at it and see where that hole is going to be. And it allowed him to repeatedly get to the quarterback and make disruptive or chaos, chaotic uh, chaos plays. However, whatever phrase you want to use, I know that's kind of a buzzword within college football, within uh, Indiana's program. So he is someone that in that regard is going to be valuable. And I think ultimately that's why he's going to be drafted because, um, He's he's a small player. He doesn't have speed. Uh, a lot of the bigger games, he struggled against the Iowas, the Ohio States, the Michigans. He got knocked around when he came up against a lot of players that are going to be in the NFL. Um, he struggles to um, get out into open space at times. Uh, he's going to have to find a really good situation for him to be drafted in. I saw a lot of places say that he's probably going to need to end up in a three, four type of defense that um, allows him to have a little bit more freedom and maybe not some of your typical inside linebacker duties because he's not your typical inside linebacker. And I think all IU fans can, tell you that after watching him for a number of seasons in Bloomington. So uh, it does seem, despite the uniqueness of him as a prospect, it seems like he's going to be drafted. Uh, He certainly had the highest kind of grade amongst the IU players. Uh, His special team experience will help as well. A lot of players with his kind of size and whatnot could end up as a special teams player. 
He doesn't have the speed necessarily to do it, but uh, he has the motor. He has the uh, kind of ball hawking instincts to make that work. So it'll be interesting to see how he's used in the, in the NFL, but uh, someone that it at least right now seems like he will be uh, drafted in the latter rounds of uh, the draft that starts tomorrow. Let's talk Ty Freifogel next because it's <laughs> if you had asked us last year, he would have been a maybe even a day two draft pick, but obviously things went downhill this past season. So we'll look and see at what his draft prospects look like next. Before that, though, guys, I got my new built bars. This one is the cookies and cream. I tell you guys is my favorite flavor. I got a mixed pack that also includes um salted caramel as well and that one i tried that one first tastes amazing if you guys are looking to get your summer bodies it's only a couple months away a couple weeks away depending on what the weather wants to do built bar has you guys covered these are not your mom and dad's protein protein bars excuse me Uh, they're covered in 100 real chocolate with high protein low calorie high fiber low carbs 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein are what most Built Bars contain. Uh, You can compare them to uh, whatever your favorite candy bar is, and it's going to be better for you. By far the best part is all the flavors they have. Even though I keep going back to cookies and cream, uh, that doesn't mean the other flavors aren't awesome. I've had the, the limited time flavor a blueberry muffin. I've had the caramel. Uh, I've had others as well, but you guys can head on over to the website to see what limited time flavors are available right now as well. I know that they're releasing granola bars as well. So if that's something that you guys enjoy, head on over to built.com, use promo code lock 15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now for the announcement we've been talking all week about. Uh, for the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as your draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern, available on Locked On NFL on YouTube and the Odyssey app. Got to give a quick shout out to Victor Oladipo. Uh, We talked a little bit about the playoffs in the NBA, and when we last spoke, he had not played. He was buried a bit on the bench. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, OG was the one that was really shining out. OG still doing that, but Oladipo took advantage of some injuries to Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler for the Heat. He came in game four uh, to in the second half. He got his first playing time. His individual stat line was a little rocky, but the minute he came in, uh, Miami kind of flipped a switch. His plus minus was through the roof. He looked really comfortable out there. Uh, That was with Jimmy Butler. And then on Tuesday, Jimmy Butler did not play. Uh, Victor got the start in place of Jimmy Butler. 
proceeded to score team-high 23 points, 8 of 16 shooting, and led Miami to a victory over the Hawks to eliminate them from the playoffs and advance to the next round. So unclear on what Jimmy and Kyle's um, status is going to be moving forward, but it seems like regardless of what it is, Victor probably has played his way into a rotation spot. It's going to be really interesting if you want to look forward. Victor will be an, uh, a free agent, and he certainly seems healthy. Uh, he took a long time, a uh, long road to recovery, but certainly seems like he's healthy now. But excited to see him continue playing in the playoffs. Miami's going to have a bit of a break while the East sorts itself out uh, to see who they were going to play. But hopefully Victor will be a part of that next series as well. We'll keep you updated in case he is. Let's talk for Ty Freifogel, who is a very odd player to try to project because as we said, as everybody in Bloomington saw, we were all excited that he decided to come back for another season in Bloomington. He seemed to have a very genuine or real opportunity to be drafted. He had a huge season, all big 10. Uh, that is, I mean, that's a big deal. I don't have to tell you that proceeds to come back and woof, what a rough 2021 it was. Uh, he had an article, him and Peyton Hendershot were interviewed for an article in the Bloomington Herald Times. He talked a little bit about it. He cited the relationship he built with Michael Penix and him being injured as kind of one of the reasons for his struggles. Granted, we saw him drop a lot of passes this past season, and that was frustrating. There's a lot of words to describe what Ty Freifogel was in 2021, but it wasn't effective. So if you're drafting him, you're kind of hoping that 2021 was the uh, exception and not the rule. At his best in 2020, uh, Ty Freifogel, he had a, a three-game span against Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, 25 catches, 560 yards, and six touchdowns. Uh, he is a terrific jump ball or contested a ball uh, receiver we saw a number of times at Ohio State game the um, maybe the Michigan State game there were a handful of times where he can high point a football reel it in make those contested catches it was something that receiving unit receiving core prided itself on was making those tough catches um, he has the the size the strength the I mean, it is almost a skill set to kind of almost box out defenders to be able to make those tough catches in, um, I wouldn't even say in traffic necessarily, just those jump ball plays. Now, I don't entirely know how valuable that is in the NFL because the idea is to be open so you don't have to do that. And there won't, there aren't as many plays drawn up for there to be jump ball opportunities in the NFL. So, it's a valuable skill set to have in a specific scenario. I don't know how often that scenario presents itself in the NFL. So uh, then you look to a lot of what caused him to struggle in 2021. Um, I don't know. It just never seemed like things clicked for him. Uh, there wasn't the same pop or the same energy. Uh, there were a lot of drop passes, balls that went just through his hands. Um, so... I, that is kind of the main reason that he's going to head into this draft. 
he could potentially be a late round, maybe seventh round draft pick. Seems more likely he might be an undrafted free agent that maybe latches on to a practice squad or something um, and kind of has to work his way up and prove himself a little bit because it just there's a lot of questions about what happened in 2021 that went that was so different about what happened in 2020. So if he can get back to that 2020 form, he's a guy that, as we said, was a mid round draft pick day two, maybe early day three draft pick. And there's value in that. If you believe like, I I think that is why he's going to be signed by a team. He's a high risk um, type of player to sign that maybe it cashes off or pays off and you're able to, land a a potentially impactful player, but um, it's going to have to be, it's going to have to come as a result of a turnaround because 2021 just wasn't a good season and it was a frustrating one. And uh, for a lot of reasons, it was frustrating, but Ty Freifogel vastly underperforming was a, a big reason for that. So uh, we will see what is in store for him over the next couple of days. Um, but it certainly seems like if he's drafted, it's going to be toward the very, very latter rounds of the, uh, draft itself. If at all, potentially a priority free agent type, uh, that signs onto a practice squad once the season ends or the draft ends, excuse me. Last guy we are going to look at is Peyton Hendershot, who, uh, maybe a step below that even from. Ty Freifogel will talk a little bit about what makes him an intriguing prospect. But I want to talk about one of our longtime sponsors first, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's really impossible for anyone to find the parts they need at a local auto parts store. Top of that, you have to get out, deal with traffic, uh, deal with whatever the weather is going to be like. One day it might be 80, the next day we have frost advisories. Uh, so you end up standing in line, you get to the counter, the guy searches on the computer and tells you the parts not even there. You're going to have to order it online, skip all that and just go online yourself at rockauto.com. It'll save you time. It'll save you money when using rock auto. Don't spend those markup fees, 30, 50, a hundred percent for the same part from a chain store, from the car dealership. Head on over to Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, whether it's a brake parts, whether it's tail lamps, whether it's just motor oil, whether you just need new carpets for the floorboards. They have you guys covered. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us section so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need rockauto.com. Of the three players we will talk about today, Peyton Hendershot seems like the most long shot of players to be drafted. Not surprising, even though I thought he had a really strong 2021 season. Um, 
a lot of the positives that I saw pointed out to him or for him was his athleticism, which certainly jumped off the the screen during his time in Bloomington. Uh, NFL scouts love love nothing more than the uh, tight end that used to play basketball. Uh, it's the cliche that everybody loves, and that's that is Peyton Hendershot. He's a former basketball player that is a tight end, so that's what kind of led to some of that athleticism. Um, he has really good hands. He was as reliable as anyone the last couple seasons, specifically last year when very few things were reliable, especially in the passing game. He more often than not was. Uh, so he has nice hands. He has a good catch radius. Uh, he's able to um, run after the catch. Now, if you're looking at the negatives and why he's he has a grade of seventh round or undrafted free agent, um, he's not a great blocker. We saw that all season long. IU struggled mightily in every form of blocking. They had to go to more two tight end sets to try to get some blocking on the field. Um, he, I mean, he tries, but trying doesn't really help when you struggle as much as he did. Um, he, and that's something that is going to continue to be an issue in the NFL. Maybe not as much because you do see sometimes where, Tight ends line up in the slot, line up in space more where they aren't used as much as blockers. Um, so maybe he's able to get away with it in that regard. But he's not a guy you're going to be able to bring in on a goal line situation as a kind of a pass catching threat because he just struggles to block. Um, he doesn't have big hands either. I saw some uh, criticisms for that. I don't really know. I mean, it obviously matters to some degree. I don't know what's considered small, what's considered big hands, uh, how much all that really matters. I know there's a lot of cliches scouts like to use. Small hands is one of them, and Peyton Hendershot has small hands. The other thing kind of away from the field that was brought up is his arrest in February of 2020. Um Teams are going to look into that. Those all that always raises red flags. Um, he he did the the required kind of stuff that the court ordered him to do. He seemed to really change. Uh, it's always hard to tell from afar, uh, but the fact he was voted team captain after that would seem to indicate that he kind of turned things around. I certainly hope he did for a number of obvious reasons, uh, but it does seem like he turned things around after that. So hopefully that was more of a turning point than any kind of red flag or anything, but that's going to be something teams will have looked into as well. You add all that up, you have someone that uh, seems most would be surprised if he would be drafted. Uh, he was 15th out of 22 tight ends. He said in that previously mentioned Bloomington Herald piece that he's talked with the Bucks, exciting, the Cowboys, the Dolphins during the pre-draft process. So maybe he goes to play with Tom Brady. Maybe he goes to America's team. 
hope he doesn't go to the Dolphins, but uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting, but it seems he will. He is much more likely to be an undrafted free agent, and we'll see where things go from there. But it's always exciting to see IU players drafted, really, in any sport. Uh, I mean, speaking of, Roman Celentano had a huge game for FC Cincinnati. He was uh, the soccer goalkeeper that was drafted number two overall pick, I believe, to FC Cincinnati. He made his debut in a a cup game, kind of an in-season tournament, for those unaware. Played really well, and they gave him a starting nod. He was on Fox on Sunday against LAFC, one of kind of the top teams in the league. He played really well. LAFC scored late to win it. Uh, There was nothing he could do on the goal. It was just a really well-taken goal. So uh, it was exciting to see him drafted, exciting to see Ali Patberg drafted. Hopefully we get to see Micah McFadden, Ty Freifogel, maybe even Peyton Hendershot drafted. It's always exciting to hear kind of Indiana Hoosiers called out for a draft or have it flash across the screen. So maybe we'll get more of that in the coming days. But Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to continue uh, to wrap up our um, individual season recaps. We're going to talk Xavier Johnson and his kind of roller coaster season that ended on a high, but there were a lot of up and downs along the way. Now make your second listen Locked on NFL Draft. I got you guys in the mood already. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life. Every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love. Uh, You guys have been killing it on our YouTube, and I can't thank you enough. Be sure to join over there. Subscribe to that YouTube. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast now as well. Leave a rating and review if you can, wherever you're listening to it. It helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, I want you all to have a terrific Wednesday and LEO.